Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. podcast as always our thursday preview show i am michael tarazas as always okay with me rashad mcginnis the beautiful rashad mcginnis the one and only rashad mcginnis look at him look, look at him <laughs> look at him do the little okay i'm yeah. not even tired i'm not entirely sure what our format is on youtube but he was back there doing this like man get out of here that's my yearbooks pose man that's what i call it i call it the yearbook special I'm happy to be here with my boy, Mike. Dustin's not here with us today due to some circumstances beyond his control. So hopefully yeah. Dustin gets better soon, man, and, and get back with us. Yeah, definitely. He'll he'll, he'll be out for the next couple of weeks, uh, for mm-hmm. probably the next four shows. But he will be back. We are hoping and praying for the best of him for him right now. Um, what an eventful week, man. The NBA is back. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks just kicked the shit out of the Dallas Mavericks tonight. Uh, we literally just got done watching it. Uh, it's kind of like the Colts. They do not have a history of winning season openers, whether if it's home or away or playing the Suns when they sucked and were drafting top three overall. They, they just lose home openers, man. But it's not even about that. It's still the championship season. All great things are formed, molded in time. So just like the Colts getting molded for a top 10 draft pick this year. All right. So that's where we're heading. That's where where we are heading, guys. So, of course, we're going to start off the show. Uh, Shout out Fansided. We are the official Colts podcast of Fansided as well. Shout out to them. We do have to get into the devastating, devastating injury news of Julian Blackman, guys. Uh, It was, you know, heard some rumors early on about, you know, something happened at practice. Julian went down like towards the end of practice. It was like one of the last team period drills um, and he happened to go down. You know, he was listed as a limited participant. He would have been a full go, but because of that, he was listed as limited. And it just got confirmed today that he did, in fact, tear his Achilles. Julian Blackman, a guy who tore his ACL two years ago, uh, had probably the best rookie season any of us thought he would have. And then after a rocky start in the first couple of games, he started showing he he was ascending. He is ascending. Him and Kari Willis, one of the better duo safeties in the league right now. And... Unfortunately, man, he suffers an Achilles yesterday. It was torn. So uh, I'm, I can't remember if the Colts said he's done for the year. Yeah, because, because I think I think right now on the injury report, they keep listing him as such. So they haven't put him on IR or anything like that. That might come next week uh, since they've already made corresponding moves this week with Ellinger coming Patman's here. Dio is activated. And now, you know, for no, Dio hasn't been activated. I don't think he's been activated. No, no, not no. He, has, he hasn't been activated. Um, but other corresponding moves, Chris Williamson, 
Jacob Eason off Antoine Woods being signed to the 53-man roster. They'll probably wait another week before they make that move. Um, but Rashad, man, what's what what's your reaction to this devastating news, man? Yeah, man, like you said, we got word, um, we got word the night it happened, but you know, we, we wasn't allowed to say anything. And we knew that they was waiting on the results in that morning to make it official. So we kept our mouth closed, but you know, we've been torn up since last night when we found out about it, man. We were sick and they say he was going up to contest the deep ball towards the end of practice and he heard it pop. And man, I feel absolutely sick for this kid because we know how hard Julian Blackman worked to get on the field. And we see how hard he plays every Sunday, whether he's making plays in a run game, where he's making plays in a passing game. He was an all around safety. You know, this kid has exceeded expectations uh, played at a level that nobody expected him to play at this fast. He was really one of our budding stars. Like he was right there on the brink. And hopefully this doesn't stun his development, man. Hopefully he's able to learn from watching the game on the sideline. You know, a lot of times you can learn from the sideline. Once you've been in the game and then you go back to the sideline, you, you see the game differently. So hopefully this helps him in his rehab process and we know he beats the normal time. Like he wasn't supposed to come back from that ACL injury as fast as he did, but he did it. And he played effectively and he played really, really well. So let's hope this is the same case scenario. Let's hope by opening day next season, he's ready to go. Um, I just feel absolutely distraught for the kid, man. Um, one of the things that I did want to ask, it's actually been talked about in Colts Twitter today regarding regarding the medical staff okay now the medical staff did not cause this injury they did they you know julian blackman didn't jump up in the air and they threw a hammer at the back of his calf or something like that they didn't cause that um but in terms of trying to help prevent and better an injury is, is there a change that needs to be made and this has been a conversation for years this didn't just come up this has been a conversation for almost a decade or two two decades that this should have been a conversation should the medical staff be turned over at this point in my in my opinion i was on that boat back in 2018 when the luck ha news happened that should have been the nail in the coffin for this current staff and to my understanding um i've asked a couple uh, I'm not even going to say sources. There are a couple of well-respected beat writers within the Colts that I've asked, has there been any turnover that you know of? There's been no turnover in the medical staff since 2018. And the fact that that hasn't happened is shocking to me. It's absolutely shocking to me. I definitely think there needs to be uh, big time changes. I don't know. We don't monitor the medical staff. We probably don't even know who's on the medical staff. Like we do the coaching staff, but I would really like to see, I mean, there's a reason, there's got to be a reason why year in, year out, the Colts injury report list is one of the longest consistency consistently all year. And that's not a coincidence. These injuries that are happening, you know, they happen, man. But the fact that none of them are getting better, none of them are just probably even getting worse. They're not getting prevented is very concerning to me. And I think it's a conversation that needs to be brought up again. And I don't want to make it sound like Julian Blackman's injury made that happen. That was a freak accident, just like every other, just like Marlon Max Achilles last year was a freak accident. He just turned around to catch a ball and boom, it popped. It happens. Um, where are you at in, in this discussion that's starting to rise in Colts Twitter? Um, I was always a, a, a proponent that the training staff needed to be looked at, uh, especially in 2018 when we couldn't really get a, a hold on what Luck's injury was, when they said that they was having problems figuring out exactly what the injury is, that's a training staff thing right there. That's something, it shouldn't be any injury that you can't figure out, that you can't seem to get a grasp, so you can't get a realistic timetable on. But I did soften my stance a little bit when the COVID situation happened. If you notice, a lot of people were sitting out and when they came back to football, it was a lot of soft tissue injuries that was going on around the football league. Last year was a, a, 
a barrage of injuries across the NFL. A lot of stars was hurt. We've seen players go down, and the 49ers was completely decimated by injuries last year. Like, like this year, we see the Ravens have 21 people on injury reserve right now. That is crazy. So I know a lot more injuries is happening ever since that COVID break that, that caused everything to kind of get set back. But yeah, man, like you said, it's not a recent thing with the Colts. This has been going on for years and years and years. And I think it's time that they took a deeper look at this training staff. And, and man, for you not to have any type of turnover, you have to go in and change something at this point because the injuries are mounting up and the people are not recovering in the proper time that, they, that they're saying that they should recover or they're recovering and getting injured right back again. And, and that's unnecessary and that's unexplainable when you know you're you're doing something at such a high level yeah and you know that that's all i'll say until we have a lot more information about what goes into these types of decisions of course the medical side of things is something that uh i would like to be a lot more educated on before i start talking about uh, talking about their jobs and what goes into that the technology and all that stuff so um moving on here man to some better news. Uh, everybody's making it a big deal, so we'll, we'll talk about it. But Quentin Nelson, Desmond Patman, and Dio Odangbo is back. I still don't even know if I said his last name right. But the, uh, good hur- enough, good enough. Hur- Hurricane Dio, or uh, guys, Hurricane <laughs> Dio is back. Okay, he is back at practice. Quentin Nelson is back at practice. Desmond Patman is practicing now out of all three of these guys the one guy that i'm actually excited about is desmond patman because with paris campbell now out for the year most likely we we don't know that yet he's going out there hashtagging christmas and everything like that maybe that's what he's targeting maybe um possibly to beat that secondary in arizona possibly we'll see um but with him missing time ty hilton may or may not miss this Sunday's game to a, due to a quad issue, we need, we're going to need another body in there to step up. So when it comes to Desmond Patman in the preseason, you know, with, with Jacob Eason, Sam Ellinger being his quarterbacks, he still looked good. He looked like he knew what his job was. He knew where he was going. He knew what his route was. He was catching hands, body. There was an impressive catch with both of his hands. The nothing Nothing turns me on more than a guy catching with his hands, honestly. That that just gets me going, man. That just woo, that just gets me going. When you catch with your hands rather than your body, oh, oh, oh man, I, I, I get crazy, man. That, that gives me crazy. My football jitters, I don't know what other kind of jitters you're talking about, Rashad, but my uh, football yeah. jitters, football jitters, man, they get going when I see catches with the hands. So I'm excited to see where his development is taking him. You know, clearly he's on the 53-man roster, so he will possibly be able to go this Sunday. Will he be a game plan? Will he be Will he be inserted into the game plan? Uh, if Campbell, Hilton are gone, people have talked about, you know, DeMichael Harris, Kiki Kuti. Now, I am high on both of those guys. But in my mind, man, I think it's Desmond Patman's spot to step into, in my opinion. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to lean. If I had to pick somebody, I'm going to lean Patman just for the extra year that he spent over Mike Strong in the system. I mean, we know what Michael Pittman's going to do. We know what Zach Pascal is going to do. And I know we may mention the weather later, but this has the, the formula of a heavy run game anyway, game plan. It, it says it's supposed to be a lot of rain. So we should be out there running the ball. They shouldn't be throwing the ball 40, 50 times. So let's get some big bodies in there, man. Let's block on these on these edge. Let's bring a big player too with Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines, and let's get them rolling. I think Desmond Patman, with his experience in the system, is ready to take that next step. He showed signs of it in the preseason. He had a good training camp. I think it's time, man. I think it's time for him to step up and, and earn his keep in that which pretty much fourth receiver spot or third receiver spot, I guess, if past, if Paris and T.Y. is not going to play. Yeah, I think he would be ahead of Strawn. I mean, look, Strawn, for people that are disappointed with his lack of playing time, 
He made the roster because the Colts needed to protect him. Right. If they had the choice, he would have been on practice squad, in my opinion. Right. But because you go on NFL Network and have a whole interview, now the whole world knows who you are. And And you're Michael Irvin's godson. Right. And you're Michael Irvin's godson. You were shouted out by him. Steve Smith has talked highly of you. You needed to be protected on this roster. So if the Colts had their way, he would be on the practice squad. But they can't cut him because guess what? He's not coming back. Mm Kind of like what Jacob, what happened to Jacob Eason. Okay. Now that storyline honestly is not worthy enough to make this show. Uh, I have a great personality and I don't have a job on an NFL roster. So what the hell? Now I'm starting to think, you know, why? Because Sam's white and I'm Mexican. I can't be on the NFL roster now. I knew you was going to find a way to mention it. Hey, I man. just was waiting to see. I waited hey, to man. see how you was going to do it. Rashad, am I not one of the better personalities you know? I love your personality, bro. Thank you. So why the <laughs> hell am I not on an NFL roster? If that's the decision, if that's the, de- if that's the, uh, what, what's the word I'm thinking of? <laughs> Qualifications? Yeah, if that's the qualification, if that's the deal breaker. For having a job in the NFL, I'm not going to even get that storyline is not even worthy of even being on this show. Um, (laughs) uh, God bless Sam Ellinger because of what he's gone through, obviously, with the recent tragedy. Great Uh, kid, great kid. Much love. He's worked Mm -hmm. hard for it, absolutely. Uh, But shouldn't be on this roster. So, anyways, uh, with Desmond Patman, man, I'm excited to see where this goes, where he is at in his development clearly he's been rehabbing physically rehabbing so he hasn't been able to focus on those steps those tactics of trying to you know in pregame working with ty or working with the receivers coach mike fair i'm excited to see where this goes now for mr dio uh mr rashad let let me make something very 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 clear you, say it slow. Say it, say it really I'm slow. I'm going to make it very, very slow. We call Mr. Dio Odegbo Hurricane Dio. He got that at Vanderbilt. The guys he's going up, he was going up against then are now working at Allstate Corporate. Okay. They're not in the NFL. He is now in the NFL going up against the big boys. He's coming off an Achilles tear. So don't tweet out Hurricane Dio because more, more than likely this year, it's going to be about 10% chance of rain Dio, okay? <laughs> that, 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 that's what it's going to be, all right? It's not going to be no hurricane. Oh. It's not going to be a tropical storm. It's not going to be an F3 tornado. It's going to be 10% chance of rain, all right? That's what we're going to call this, okay? 10% chance. 10% chance of rain is what we're going to call it, all right? So... Again, my expectation for Quiddy was three and a half sacks this year for Dial. I'm gonna say two sacks. No, no, I'm gonna say 0.5 sacks. Half sack for him. Half sack. There you go. That's half my expectation. Sack. Okay. He is coming back from a brutal injury. He has not had any chance to practice with this squad. It's one thing to be in the playbook mentally, taking mental reps. Like in high school, man, if you're on the sidelines, take mental reps you're stupid because if you think mental reps is going to get me better, it's not. You get better by being on the field. You get better by being on the field with your teammates, building that communication, knowing who's supposed to be where, whose strength is what, and what the defensive plays are being called. So he hasn't even been had a chance to even do that yet. So don't expect them back this week. Don't expect them back against the Titans. Don't expect them back against who do we play after that? The Jets. Yeah. Yeah, the Jets, I wouldn't even expect them back then. All right. On Thursday night. On, the on Thursday, Thursday night. night. Who, who do we play right after the Jets? The Jaguars? I think it's the Jaguars, yeah. Okay. That would probably be my target thing because he's got to get back into football shape, getting back into that physical rhythm, getting back caught up with the defense. So, guys, do not – if, if we so, are struggling so, to get to Jimmy G, do not post on Twitter, we need Dial. Please don't. So what you're saying is the hurricane won't make landfall until about another three weeks. Man, the hurricane ain't even started, man. The hurricane wasn't even created. All right? It wasn't even created, okay? It hasn't even – it's like at literally – it's not even any wind. No, there's no wind to create the hurricane first off. So 
this shouldn't even be a conversation. Okay. I'm excited to see this man. I'm excited to see him play. But guys, do not tweet out, we need Dio. Because what we really need is a Khalil Mack in 2016. That's who we need. And Quiddy Pay and Dio are not him yet. 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 I heard that yet. That means there's optimism, Mike. You think they can get there. You think one of them can get there. We just need one of these guys to hit, really. We just need one of these battle draft picks to hit, man, to get that edge of the future. And, and I'm telling you, bro, it, that'll open up so much for this defense. That'll help the secondary out. We wouldn't be so pressed for a corner, even though I know Derek Stingley Jr. is coming. Mike, ain't that right, Mike? Derek okay. Stingley already on. <laughs> I've, I've been messaging him on Twitter and everything. He loves Indy. Oh, he loves. No, I. I oh wait, I let me. Lie. I'm about to tell on Dustin. Dustin told me not to tell you, but I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell on him on. Oh man, already snitching. He said. He said Derek Stingley is not CB one in this in this draft class. Okay, I would ahead. I would say probably Kaleem uh, Imar probably from Florida. Man, I think. Well, Derek's he, been. Well, this isn't a draft podcast, but. Uh, Dude from Florida, I've actually because he's had put more on film. Clearly, Dustin likes Gardner. I like no. I already said Gardner before him. I oh. said Gardner last year, and I've been saying it this year. So he can get his ass in the back and find someone else. You said Gardner. Right. Said Gardner CB one. That okay. I don't know about CB one, but that's what he said. He can but get his ass, He can get in the back behind me. Okay, Dustin, get in the back. <laughs> I've already claimed Ahmad Gardner. Thank you. And, Rashe- <laughs> and Rasheen Walker. Thank you. We'll get, we got plenty of time in the offseason to talk about the draft. Trust me. But, well, if we, don't, if we don't win Sunday, we'll be talking about it sooner than you think. Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> we might even talk about Carson Wentz of magically getting an Achilles injury. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Next, moving on, Mike. Right, right. We got to get... Oh, my God, we acted a fool in this podcast, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. Uh, so what what are your thoughts about Dio Degbo coming back? And, you know, what, what's what's the feel? What, what's your feel for him? Uh, when do you expect him back? Oh, uh, man, like you said, I think the Jets, the Jets are the Jags game. It's one of those games. I just don't want Coach Twitter to put too much pressure on this man and expect him to be the savior of the season, for him to come in and be a game wrecker from day one. That just doesn't happen with rookie pass rushers. I mean, you have guys like Miles Garrett and, and Chase Young, who's exception to the rule. But this is a fourth, third-round pick, second-round pick, sorry, pardon me, but a guy coming off of an Achilles injury. Like, he's not going to just come back day one and be this big destructive force. This is a guy that – had he been fully healthy, would have still had a learning curve. So now that he's coming off of an in- injury, you can expect that curve to take a little bit longer. And actually, I'm just happy he's getting on the field this season to get some valuable reps, especially if this season turns into a lost season. We're going to need to evaluate our young players because some heads are going to roll this offseason if this season tends to become something like that that is just unexcusable, like the coach winning five to six games. Well, instead of roster spots, there might be an open defensive coordinator and defensive end coach position open as well. So that that might actually might be. Matty Berflus and Brian Baker have been a disappointment right now. Um, and, yes, I got to call out my guy, Brian Baker, man. The, the development hasn't been there. He does make some the most of the decisions on who is playing at the end spot. Um, so, I mean, who knows? Maybe Berflus is telling him, hey, man, I want this all that stuff because he is that head coach of that side of the ball. But, um, yeah, guys, moving forward, please, 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 for the love of God, I do not want to see the tweets, okay? That is lying. That is hyperbole. That is, you know, nonsensical rhetorics. That is it's coming. just it, – it's idiotic. It's coming. Do not expect Dio to come and save the defense because – this defense needs a lot more than Dio, okay? It needs a lot more, all right? It needs yeah. It needs brains. It needs logic. It needs defensive game planning. It needs uh, ball hawking. It needs health. It, man, <laughs> let's move on, man. Please. Let's please, because we let's, can spend an hour on that defense alone. We really can, man. But for this game coming up, all right, one big factor that's starting to, you know, circulate throughout Twitter, you know, we're starting to monitor it a little bit more, is the weather in San Francisco. 
right now as we sit here what what, what time is there i don't have my apple watch but it is nine nine thirty. 9 all right 9 39 9 40 on thursday night okay yes i don't have any notifications i don't have a life i don't have friends um look 9 40 it is expected to be flooding rains expected to be flooding rains so heavy rain probably means jonathan taylor Naheem Hines are probably going to be getting a big workload and possibly sprinkle in some Michael Pittman jet sweeps, 200 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Um, so maybe uh, Michael Pittman does it all. Uh, but that is a big factor when you're talking about a lot of positions that, you know, I mean, all these guys require, you know, good footing strength, you know, all in the ground and everything. Um but what what are you looking at right now? Because the way that the weather is looking like, man, it's gonna be a slippery slope out there, or maybe even a flooding slope. Who knows? <laughs> I think it the weather, I think actually hurts the 49ers a little bit because if they was playing Trey Lance, the way they dial up runs with Trey Lance at quarterback, they're an entirely different team running the football when he's there. But the fact that he's not he's gonna be out with a knee sprain. And Jimmy G is going to be the quarterback. I think we have a better chance of stopping their run game. As of late recent weeks, we've been playing really good football against the run. We're back to our normal selves. And you know, I told you earlier this week, I was more worried about the 49ers spreading us out and throwing the ball. And now that we're getting this rain, man, it's kind of playing into our favor, especially a tough game that's going to be on the road. You want to be able to run the ball. And that's our strength right now. Even though Carson Wentz is playing good, we know we're still a run first team. And that's the way we built this thing. Definitely. I mean, depending on how much water we're talking about, Jonathan Taylor might be, you know, galloping to the end zone. Or stroking to the end zone, boy. He might be. He, he might be digging in that water, boy. He might be digging down the sideline, man. I don't. I know. think he's gonna like this kind of game. I, I think, think he's gonna like this game. This is the time. I mean, he's played in many of these games at Wisconsin. There are mm -hmm. many rain games that he played at Wisconsin. So mm -hmm. I am excited to see this game. Now that's the weather aspect of it. Now we need to get through the show and talk about the matchups. We're going to start with the matchups that we like, all right? So, Rashad, okay. I'm going to have you go first. Uh, go ahead and start with a couple, actually, all right? Okay. Uh, matchup I like specifically is, and I know it's raining, but I like the Colts passing game against the secondary of the 49ers. This 49ers secondary, uh, Emmanuel Mosley, Josh Norman is starting at a cornerback spot. Uh, Kiwan Williams is in the slot. Uh, I just see advantage for us there, man, especially if T.Y. is able to go. Hopefully, that would be a big boost. But, I mean, even if he's not, I think I don't see a guy that can match up with Michael Pittman uh, out of their cornerback room. I don't see nobody that can stop Zach Pascal, uh from being as consistent as he's been. And I think that they're able to – their passing game will be able to stop to be able to pretty much throw the ball around the field, as long as the weather permits it to happen. I don't really like Mo Alley Cox against these linebackers. That's not a, a matchup I'm really excited about, especially Fred. Well, Fred Warner being especially, I think he has the ability to really stick close to Mo Alley Cox. And Mo Alley, I don't see him getting much separation from Fred Warner. But as far as these wide receivers go, Michael Pittman can have a big day, especially if T.Y. is out. We saw what he did when T.Y. was out. He was targeted. And he delivered upon those targets, man. We saw the stat line. He's on pace for 1,150 yards and around 89, 90 catches. So Michael Pittman is a guy that I'm really looking at to have a big day against these cornerbacks in this secondary for the San Francisco 49. All right. Well, I guess uh, going into some matchups, that I like, man, there, there's a couple of them that you can look at. Rashad highlighted one of them. Uh, I'm actually going to like the linebackers probably maybe, man, fi finding one that I like. That's a tough one. Uh, 
You already went with the running backs, right? You, you literally just said that. No, I did, I did. I used the wide receivers. You could go. Oh, so yeah, I thought you, you said running backs first. Uh, no, I went Michael Pittman. I, went Michael go, Pittman. I guess I'll go with the obvious, uh, the running backs, okay? I mean, this this front for San Francisco is still, still tough. Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, DJ Jones, I mean, Javon Kinlaw, he might not be as, you know, good as the Forrest Buckner, who we traded it with that 13th pick. They got Kinlaw. Might not be as good, but he is still a mountain of a man, and it's hard to move out the way. Fred Warner, I mean, Shalar, I believe that's how you say his name. He's still a good linebacker. That front is going to have to go. Matt Pryor has proven that he can move these – I mean, he can move these dudes. He can he, he can move them. Uh, I, I've, I've spent too much time in the barbershop, man, talking sports. I'm trying to get my professionalism back. You got to dial um, it back, man. Right. <laughs> Bring my professionalism back, but – he has been moving dudes, and that matchup against Eric Armstead is definitely going to be interesting. Uh, but that's the that, that's going to be the game that I like. It's going to be in the running game, our offensive line, our front, their front. Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines. Hopefully, some big days out of both. Most likely, probably from Naheem Hines. I need it for my fantasy. Uh, so that that's where I'm liking now. Going getting into things that I don't like that you don't like, I guess I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I highlighted the run blocking. I hate the pass blocking. I hate it. Look, I still got mad love for Matt Pryor. I ain't got no love for Eric Fisher. But these guys are about to go up against D. Ford, Nick Bosa, and Eric Armstead. Those are three guys that are going to come off the edge. Eric Armstead is going to be inside and out, but he starts the game outside. So you'll see him go in and out, switch in and out, especially that's mainly because to get D Ford on the field. That's really what they do that for. So Matt Pryor, Eric Fisher going up against those guys. I can't imagine the Colts running too much, especially if it's raining. Um, I can't imagine them going too much seven-step drop back, deep play action. It can't. It, I, I just can't see them doing that, honestly. Uh, getting a little bit tricky, you know, getting some quick passes, trying to, you know, focus on the trick or the quick passes, I can see. But if Eric Fisher and Matt Pryor are going out there and they are struggling mightily, Man, dude, we, I mean, the, these are probably, other than Aaron Donald, the bit, the best pass rushers we've seen thus far, all right? And these are guys that force turnovers. These are guys that get around and bend so quickly and so smooth. Oh, man, I'm scared. I am scared for what can happen Sunday. It can be a ugly, ugly game for us if Matt Pryor and Eric Fisher cannot at least stay in front of them just hold them for like two three seconds after that Carson Wentz has to have that clock in his head I gotta get rid of this somehow some way because he's been on fire but just a couple of plays he's actually getting better at getting rid of the ball but a couple of plays still taking some sacks so this is definitely an area that I'm looking at that I really, really don't like. Um, a matchup I don't like uh, is our secondary against this 49ers passing attack, man. Debo Samuel right now is fifth in the league in yards, fifth in the whole NFL, and he's had in bye week. The rest of these people have six games played. He has five games played, and he's still number five in the NFL right now with 548 yards and 31 catches and three touchdowns. He has been a force this year. Mike knows because he has him on his fantasy team. But Debo Samuel has been a monster. I don't know who are they going to match up with him. I guess it depends on where he lines up. But with Rock not practicing for a second straight day due to an ankle, um, it may be Xavier Rhodes. You know, it may be Xavier Rhodes. Maybe Isaiah Rogers, who's been playing really well, um, was PFF uh, highest rated defensive player of the week, I believe. And I don't know how that happened, by the way. But I hate PFF, I swear. I but, but, yeah, but maybe Isaiah Rogers steps up to the challenge. But 
He scares me. Ayuk is only a matter of time. He's a big play waiting to happen also in the receiving game. Uh, they got Muhammad Sanu. I'm not too worried about him. But they they find creative ways. Shanahan is the very best at, at scheming players and drawing up plays and attacking people's weaknesses. If you think he hasn't studied this zone and he's coming off of a bye week where he had an extra week to prepare for this coach's defense, if you think he's not foaming from the mouth to play these guys on Sunday and drawing up some of the craziest things you've seen. I wouldn't be surprised if we've seen a couple blown coverages or just a couple plays where it looks like nobody is, is covering a guy because that's how well Shanahan draws it up, man. He's going to attack these safeties, especially with Julian Blackman out. This matchup scares me to death. I mean, Adrian Sandejo is still dealing with a concussion. He's been limited a couple of days. So you're down Blackman for the year. Carey is not back, okay? You got Rockison probably going to miss. And maybe Sandejo misses again. You're in some real trouble. You are in some real trouble. You mentioned it, Debo Samuel, Brandon IU. You got um, Muhammad Sanu. Oh man, that that's really big. But I but, but think... Mike, but Mike, we signed our keys Denard. <laughs> we we did. We did sign him earlier this week. We signed him and the safety Josh Jones from the Packers. Super Bowl, <laughs> here we come. <laughs> I guess. I don't know what the hell that's supposed to do for my conscience, but um <laughs> Look, another matchup that I <laughs> I have to get into that I don't like is going to be Kyle Shanahan coaching laps around Matt Eberflus. That's That's another one that I got to get into because I have – now, this is actually something I, I, I can't say. I have asked a couple of people around, and – they know a couple of the people in the league and when they go against the Colts, it's probably the easiest game plan they've ever come up with or probably the easiest one of the year. Like so simple. It's so simple. We're going to do this. That That's embarrassing. That is straight up embarrassing. Okay. I can tell you guys looking at y'all in, in through the holes, I was embarrassed to even ask that question. Like, damn, I'm sorry. I had to ask that, you know, that's the end of this relationship Unfollow me, block me. You know, I, I, I can't, you know, show my face around Twitter anymore. Um, yeah. I, I'm scared about what Kyle Han- Shanahan is going to bring to the table. Cause he's had two weeks to game plan for this defense to even get more creative. Now, depending on what the rain looks like, He's even had two weeks to even prepare for a game plan if the weather happens to change. And he's had time to get for a game plan with rain. So now you're just thinking, well, what is Matt going to do? Not a damn thing. So <laughs> when we see a guy playing chess, a, a an Olympian in chess, and we see a guy over here playing them big old board checker games in the park that is so easy it's going to be very embarrassing. So true. what type of coverage looks is Matt Eberflus going to bring? One thing that the 49ers love is a lot of pre-snap motion. They like to do that. And it's the, you know, show the reason why teams do that is to help to really help the quarterback out to go ahead and make his decision. Because mm-hmm. a lot of that, and that's what I mentioned when it came to helping Carson Wentz out with that. The reason why they like to do that, especially with Jimmy Jimmy G, so that way he can go ahead and identify what the defense is in, who has what assignment, so that way he can already make his decision. All right, I'm going here. Hike, boom, catch. That that that's how it works. So we got to get creative. I know we're not going to, but I'm praying and hoping to God that we will because it's going to be a coaching slaughterhouse when we're on defense. And I really hope that I'm going to eat my words, especially if it's going to rain. The coaching aspect is going to be big on Sunday. Frank, Kyle, two very respectable 
play callers. One of them looked at as probably the best in the league. One is also looked at as a top 10 play caller in the league. So I'm excited to see it, man. Uh, Both defenses, well, one looks good. One is struggling. One is trying to get its air back under un, underneath its feet, trying to rebuild itself back up. But yeah, what, what do you think about that matchup, Rashad? Um, not the not the matchup I'm the most excited about. Uh, Matt Eberflus against Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, like you said, man, he's an offensive genius, and if the Colts decide to just sit back and play the soft zone, the bend but don't break. We're going to have to do what we've been doing. The only way we've been getting away with this is that we've been forcing turnovers, man. Our playmakers have been finding ways to force turnovers, and it's really been saving us because we haven't been our usual self. We're starting to come around a bit in stopping the run, but it's it's tough, man. And, and the stopping the run is going to be so essential in this weather uh, I'm just scared that that we do play soft zones and we do play these because it, it's not the wrong playing soft. We're playing zone. I'm saying, but playing tight zones and and matchup zones is is much better than just sitting back and letting everything completed underneath. We can't sit back and let the 49ers dictate the pace of the game. If we do, we're gonna get eaten alive, and, and that's just. We've seen that happen time and time again this season. So hopefully that meeting that that you know, the defensive coordinator had with Frank Wright last week, hopefully that hit home and something resonated, man, and we get some change going on. And remember, we're playing Jimmy Garoppolo, okay? A part of me is really thankful Trey Lance can't go. I watched his debut against Arizona. Arizona's a good defense. They really came at him all sorts of ways. One thing I saw from him is, you know, I mean, it's a rookie move when the, the first second that he panics, he took, he tucks it down and takes off. Yeah. He's that, one read and go. He's yeah, one read he, and go. One read and go. It's typical, yeah. typical rookie, rookie yeah. stuff. Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan's going to get that fixed in time. And Trey Lance is just going to go off on the league. Um, but for that running aspect is why I'm thankful that he's not playing this week because he will move the chains and extend drives with Jimmy Garoppolo. He can do that a little bit, but that's not his first instinct after the first read isn't there. He is that sort of Tom Brady mold. You know he learned from Tom Brady. He goes through every single progression. He goes through every single one of them. And he also doesn't, you know, target the biggest play. He is the type of guy, he's gotten better at throwing the ball, extending the length of the field. But his still what hits home for him is hitting those eight-yard routes seven yard routes, those 10 yard routes. So if we are playing bend, don't break, we're losing this game. I can tell you that right now. We're losing this game because Ayuk, Samuel, Mitchell, I mean, th- these guys are going to get open. Jimmy G's going to find them. Debo Sam is going to go off and help my fantasy league. So I'm, that's just, that's just going to be what it is. Definitely going to be exciting though. It's definitely going to be interesting to see what what goes into this game sunday night and it's sunday night so please for the love of god do not embarrass yourself again um literally the only reason why we have these games is because we got carson wins and he's a media draw okay so please let's just not embarrass ourselves now getting into keys to the game keys to victory all right so rashad kick us off what is your first key to victory All right, I think Rashad. I think something happened with Rashad's. <laughs> thing happened with something happened with Rashad's audio. I'll let him uh, get that figured out real quick. But talking about um, the keys to the keys to victory, the first one and probably the biggest one to me is going to be about how many first downs can this offense continue to get consistently against this defense going against that offense in the rain, the offense is going to have to sustain drives. They're going to have to slowly move down the field. I look at it as potentially the game we had against KC back in 19, back in 2019. Everything, you know, we were go- we were up against the wall. 
But what we did was we had Marlon Mack. We ran behind the offensive line. We literally slowed everyone down. So I think that's going to be the biggest. My first key to victory is going to be consistently moving the chains in this game, sustain drives, go down, get points. That's going to be my first one. I believe we have Rashad back uh, after that little, you know, technical issue. But Rashad, welcome back. First off, what's your <laughs> what's your number two key to victory? I was about to do the intro again. I was about to say, welcome to the Blue Stable. No, um, my biggest key to victory is running the ball. I mean, we spoke about it. John Dantel is absolutely on fire. He is number one in the league as far as yards for, from scrimmage out of everybody except for a man by the name of Derrick Henry, who we don't even include in these conversations anymore because he's just such a freak. So John Dantel is that guy, man. He has to touch the ball 100, over 100 total yards three straight games, touchdowns every game in those last three games. Jonathan Taylor has to be the focal point of this offense, and we have to find a way to get Naheem Hines involved in the offense. I know they've been giving Marlon Mack a couple of carries, and his trade market is heating up, by the way, for, for those of y'all that's still watching that, the Chiefs. It's now been reported that the Chiefs, Saints, uh, somebody I'm missing. The Panthers, Chiefs, the 49ers. The, Saints, the Panthers and the 49ers have all made phone calls uh, about Marlon Mack. So that's something to keep watching, a deal that can go down uh, maybe end of this week, early next week. Just uh, The trade deadline's two weeks away, so that, that's the window we're working with here. But back to the story, we have to get Naheem Hines the ball. He hasn't touched the ball over four times the last two games, so that's a problem. He have to get involved, especially in this type of weather with it raining. Naheem Hines is one of those guys that can cut on a dime and make plays out of the backfield for us. That's important. So the run game is what I'm going with as my key to victory. My third and last uh, key to victory is going to be keep them out of the end zone. Keep them out of the end zone. If there's one thing the 49ers are good at, it's scoring touchdowns in the red zone. Don't even let them get to the red zone, man. This just harps so much on the defense week in and week out. It's going to be about the defense. First off, try not to make this an ugly bruising game because once this game is over, now you got to go focus on Derrick Henry and the Titans. Ooh. And this dude just literally carries that franchise. So please don't make this a barn burner. Don't make this an ugly game. If you have to, man, get the win, at least. If you have to, get the win. Uh, but my mind is going to be the defense has to force two turnovers. They have to, because the way this defense goes going against this type of scheme, the way it is operated, the way it is set up for the quarterback, not to fail. You got to force some turnovers. You have to, that offense is built for the quarterback, not to fail this defense. Our defense is built like Destin said, not to sustain a lead, to give up leads, to, to lose. So that's got to be the biggest thing. I am ready for this game. I'm excited to see it on Sunday Night Football. Been a while since we've even been on there. Think what, the last time was 2018 or no, 2019 against the, the Chiefs. That was the last time. Um, other than that, before we get into predictions, Rashad, you got anything else? Um, No, man, I think you covered it. Uh. The only thing I can say is hopefully DeForest Buckner take it personal this week. You know, they did. They didn't bring you back. They chose to bring back Eric Armstead over you. They dealt you. Take it personal, man. Revenge game. Man, slap the f man. He, he better smack the heck out of Kyle Shanahan. He better. Boy. Take run it personal. Jim, run Jimmy G out the sideline. All good. Good stuff, Debo. Man. Man, just don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. You didn't say good stuff when you said bye. You mm -hmm. say that. So, right. hey, but now it's time to get into the predictions, guys. Um, I, I'm i going to take the Colts in this game. I'm going to take them in this game. First off, we need this game. So that's a part of the reason why I'm taking them. But another one, uh, I'm going to trust the rhythm that the offense is in. I'm going to trust it. Even though we're going against a very good linebacker, even though in Fred Warner, even though we're going against possibly the best tandem of rushers in the league, possibly. <laughs> it could be the best pass I, rush room. It could it could be. It definitely could be. There's a couple of rooms in the league that would have, like to have a word, but 
just because going up against these guys is what I'm afraid of, I trust and hope that there is a game plan. Carson Wentz has that clock in his head when he drops back to pass and they're able to move guys. So I'm going to take the Colts in this game and I'm actually going to make it, I'm going to say 24 to 14. Okay. By two scores. Okay. Um, I am going to go with the San Indianapolis Colts, man. I am going with the Colts. It Sunday night football. We don't do well in prime time. We saw our last prime time was was pretty bad. Um, the meltdown we had, and I think that's absolutely the reason why it won't happen again. Uh, we were supposed to win the last time in prime time. We will win this time, and I think it's going to be a low scoring game due to the weather. So I'm going to go with Indianapolis twenty one. San Francisco 17. And, and I think it's going to come down to a last possession. Jimmy G is going to get the ball with a chance to go down and win the game. He's going to need a touchdown. Phil's goal is not going to do. It's going to be down four. And I think somebody on that defense is going to force a turnover. I mean, you know, if we had to guess, I would put my money on Darius Leonard since he seems to force all the turnovers for this defense, seems like. But this seems like a perfect Darius Leonard game where he punches the ball out on somebody, the wet, the ball slippery. It's coming out anyway. I can see Darius Leonard ripping the ball clean out of someone's hands in this game. All right. Well, both of us feel pretty confident in the Colts this Sunday. It is going to be a good Sunday, Sunday night uh, this weekend. Hey, man. It'll be a fight. I'm I'm ready to see it, man. I'm ready to see this game unfold. I'm ready to see it get going. Uh, I literally just remembered. I got to check to see, hey, my high school alma mater won its game. Let's go. Okay, on okay. Track, on the track to the playoffs, probably going to face the number one team in the state and get crushed. But yeah, it, I was about it, to it say, is, man, you know. It is what it is. We're going to probably play Duncanville. Anyways, uh, so, guys, he is Rashad McGinnis. I am Michael Tarazas. As always, we are the Blue Sable Podcast. If you are watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, please give it a like. Give it a thumbs up, subscribe, rate, review. We would truly appreciate it. It drives us. We drives us to give you guys this show every single week. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Once again, go Colts, Blue Stable, all day, every day, represent South Louisiana, Central Texas, Indiana. Let's get it out here. We will see you next week. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.